This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. January 9th, 1978. As political parades go, it was a little unusual. Harvey Milk on his way to City Hall to be sworn in as a supervisor in San Francisco. Harvey Milk has his arm draped around the shoulder of his boyfriend, Jack Lira, and the two of them are being followed by a crowd of supporters as they walk down Castro Street. They're on their way to City Hall for a swearing-in ceremony for the new Board of Supervisors. It was scheduled for noon in the board chambers, but Milk and three others would take their oath of office an hour early, on the steps of City Hall. At that point, Harvey Milk would become the first openly gay elected official in California history, and one of the first in the country. He wasn't the only first that day. He'd be joined on the steps by Carol Ruth Silver, the first unwed mother to be elected to the board, and Gordon Lau the first Chinese-American. Also, there would be Lee Dolson. He wasn't a first, but he was kind of a rare guy, an elected Republican in San Francisco. At the noon ceremony, Ella Lee Hutch would be sworn in, the first African-American woman on the Board of Supervisors. It wasn't unusual for soups to be sworn in privately, apart from the public ceremony in the board chambers, but this was the first time it had been done at a public event. The new supervisors wanted to accommodate a crowd they knew would be too big to fit inside. This really was a new board of supervisors, the result of a new kind of election. For the first time since the 1800s, San Francisco had elected supervisors by district. The idea was to dampen the influence of money, which you needed a lot of to win a citywide vote. The new system was supposed to give neighborhoods more power and create a more diverse board. Mayor George Moscone had campaigned for it, and he called it a great experiment. It did create that newly diverse board, and it was obvious as soon as the official ceremony started that things were going to be different. It's a tradition for newly sworn-in supervisors to introduce their loved ones, their wives, husbands, kids. Harvey Milk took his turn. It is well known that I'm a gay person, and in this state... There is a law that says gay people cannot be married, but there is no law that says two human beings cannot love one another. I have a loved one. Uh, Unfortunately, he is too nervous to be here. He left. Then again, this was the Board of Supervisors, and there was nothing new about the first order of business, electing a president. That was good old-fashioned politics. Coalitions had been forming and dissolving throughout the week leading up to the vote. Committee assignments and other benefits were offered as currency. The vote came down to the progressive Lau challenging the two-time president, moderate Dianne Feinstein. Feinstein won, six to five. There was a motion to re-vote. That's a formality, so everybody could vote for the winner and make it unanimous. Harvey Milk and Carol Ruth Silver stayed with their votes for Gordon Lau. That was just a symbolic act. But for Milk, it was representative of what he said that day that he was going to do as a supervisor. Fight. I will fight to represent my constituents. I will fight to represent the city and county of San Francisco. I will fight to give those people who had once walked away hope so that those people will walk back in. Thank you very much. One of the aspects of the new district election law was that elections would be staggered. Instead of all 11 board members running every four years, five or six of them would be up every two years. They drew lots that day to decide who would get two-year terms to start the system. The odd-numbered districts got the short straw. 
That meant that Milk and Lau would have to run again in 1980. And among those who got four-year terms were Diane Feinstein, Carol Ruth Silver, and the ex-firefighter and cop who was the new supervisor from District 8 in the southern part of the city, Dan White. Of course, Milk never got the chance to run for re-election. On November 27, 1978, Dan White shot and killed Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Milk in their city hall offices. He was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. He'd made a diminished capacity defense, and he was sentenced to only seven years in prison. That life sentence sparked rioting in San Francisco. White served five years, and a year and a half after his release, he committed suicide. Another casualty of that horrific episode, district elections, which were repealed in 1980, and San Francisco returned to them in 2000. In death, Harvey Milk became an icon in the LGBT community. There are things named after him all over the country, especially in San Francisco, where Harvey Milk Plaza is at Market and Castro Streets, just a few blocks from his old camera store. One of the terminals at San Francisco International Airport is named after him, too. He was 48 years old when he died. He served on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors for a little less than 11 months. The first major biography of Harvey Milk was published in 1982. It was called The Mayor of Castro Street, and it was written by Chronicle reporter Randy Schiltz. You can hear the Not Your Century episode about Randy Schiltz by scrolling back to May 13th or by Googling Randy Schiltz, Not Your Century. That same day, I interviewed Andrew E. Stoner, who's written a biography of Schiltz called The Journalist of Castro Street. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.